Good morning. It's Monday, November 15th, and this week we're going to look at the Gospel of Mark, the 13th chapter, verses 24 to 37. It's the appointed gospel for the last Sunday of the church year, which is this coming Sunday. So let's read it together. All right, if you have your Bibles open up, and we'll read it together. Beginning at verse 24, Mark writes, But in those days, after the tribulation, the sun will be darkened, and the moon will give its light, and the stars will be falling from heaven, and the powers of heaven will be shaken. And then they will see the Son of Man coming in clouds with great power and glory, and then he will send out the angels and gather his elect from the four winds, from the ends of the earth to the ends of heaven. Verse 28, from the fig tree learn, learn, from the fig tree learn its lessons. As soon as its branches become tender and puts out its leaves, you know the summer is near. So also when you see these things taking place, you know that he is near at the very gates. Truly I say to you, this generation will not pass away until all these things take place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my world will not pass away. And then verse 32 and following, but concerning that day or that hour, no one knows, not even the angels in heaven nor the Son, but only the Father. Be on guard, keep awake, for you do not know when the time will come. It is like a man going on a journey, when he leaves home and puts his servants in charge, eat with his, each with his work, and commands the doorkeeper to stay awake. Therefore, stay awake, for you do not know when the master of the house will come, in the evening, or at midnight, or when the rooster crows, or in the morning lest he come suddenly and find you asleep. And what I say to you, I say to all, stay awake. That's our text for this for this week of devotion. So, as I said, this coming Sunday is, is the, the last Sunday of the church year. We move into a new church year. And that starts with Advent, which is the Sunday after on November 28th. So this Sunday is also called the Sunday of Fulfillment, in which we celebrate Christ fulfilling his ultimate plan for his people. It's also called Christ the King Sunday, in which Christ is celebrated as our ultimate King and Lord. And on top of that, um, it is the Sunday in which many churches talk about Thanksgiving. So it can be kind of hard to figure out what to talk about. Well, I'm going to start talking about Thanksgiving, and, and I know I will probably talk about it next week on Thanksgiving. Um, so, But bear with me, and, and we will get to the other stuff along the way this week. Because in reality, all these topics are very closely related. In fact, anything that we talk about comes back to remembering the mercy and the love that Christ has for his people. An encouragement to remember that all the in all the seasons of our lives, so it's not going to be as complicated as it sounds. That's good, because this is a complicated time of year. How many of you have already started making preps for your Thanksgiving dinner? What kind of stuff do you have to do to get ready? From plane reservations for those who are traveling, to making sure you have the right kind of cranberries, to washing the nice plates, to getting the right size turkey, and on and on and on. And it gets a little crazy. What made this holiday a holy day? Well, it's actually what happened two years after the first Thanksgiving, back in 1623. Things were very different from the first official Thanksgiving in 1621. People thought for sure they were all going to die. The crops were not looking good. In fact, for two whole months, there was no rain, not even a sprinkle. There was no aqueducts or hoses to turn on or anything like that. 
and at their stores of food dwindled, and as their, their stores of food dwindled away, they realized that the future was bleak. So they did the only thing that they could do. They prayed. They called out to God, as Isaiah 51 says, they lifted their eyes to the heavens and waited on the Lord. And the rains came, and the tears streamed down hungry faces, and the crops grew. So the real first thing gave me meal was planned. It was thrown together, or it wasn't thrown together. It wasn't happenstance. It was planned and solemn and meaningful because it was truly a celebration of something real this time. And it was a celebration of their dependence upon God, a thanksgiving for God showing them where to look in difficult times, and a thanksgiving for God who delivers his people. And whether it's an official holiday or not, these are good things for us to remember to do as well, to celebrate our dependence upon God, to remember where to look when times aren't so easy. In fact, to celebrate God's promises in the midst of the real difficulties. We get a sense of this in each of the readings scheduled for the last Sunday of the church here. They are very different in one sense. One is from Isaiah 51 and deals with people who are held captive and prisoners away from their homeland. Mark is, a, is an, um, a prophecy from Jesus about the coming persecution of Christians in the near and long term. And Jude, from the New Testament, talks about people who scoff at believers and try to, to divide churches and teach lies and, and follow their own paths instead of God's. But in another sense, these lessons have one major theme in common. They all point us to what really matters. They all challenge us to see past all the details and the struggles of daily life to see what will be left for us in the end. In short, all these lessons literally command us to wake up, to pay attention, to lift our eyes to the blessings that we can only see clearly when everything else is stripped away. Let's pray. Almighty God, wake me up so that I might realize the need to lift my eyes to you and to see the countless blessings you have poured on me. Amen. Day one for this week, as we prepare for the last Sunday of church here, and prepare for Thanksgiving, which is a week and a half away. So remember um, that what really matters um, is the challenge that we have to see past all the details and struggles of our daily life, to see what will be left for us in the end. In short, we need to wake up. That's how our text ended. Wake up. Stay awake. Pay attention. Lift your eyes to the blessings that we can only see clearly when something else is stripped away. Share that with someone. Go bless someone in the name of Jesus. We'll see you all tomorrow. God bless.